Hi, Tom Bernard here. You're listening to Best of the Family. Enjoy the show. Thanks for listening. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters will want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this, if the adjuster really truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my my question is, you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Back in the saddle again. We're back in the saddle again. Okay, Gene Autry, what's that all about? Well, after our normal break, Coon Rapids Nissan and Walzer Nissan are back on the air with 10 months of terrible commercials. Ever think of hiring a copywriter? That's pretty good. Hey, we're selling cars, not carpets. Anyways, too expensive. Check out our new press release. This just in, Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan have started out 2022 as the number one and number two dealers in the state of Minnesota. Jason Leckler has been quoted as saying, this is the year I bump off Dan Resch. He studied animal husbandry for crying out loud. Dan replied with, blow it, J-Lo. What do you think? Mm, maybe you should hire a copywriter. Cool that they're leading the sales race, though. That's good. Yeah, it's actually more than good. Because they were so dominant last year, we've earned more than our fair share of new Nissans. We have 40 Altimas available for March and 120 Rogues. Check out the huge selection of Nissans at Burnsville Nissan and Coon Rapids Nissan. Hey folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, Metric Cruiser, or Sport Bike, you'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zep. They ship today. Settle again. No doubt about it, ladies and gentlemen. We are back. Our special guest, Nurse Blake, with us. Uh, national tour, the PTO comedy tour. You can go to nurseblake.com. Tickets for the Minneapolis show. Now, Nurse, you ever been to Minneapolis? I've never been to Minneapolis. I knew you were going to say Mindianapolis, by the way. I knew it. You know why I knew that, nurse? Why? Because it says here, the Minis- M- the Minespolis show. <laughs> Instead of Minneapolis, yeah, it's the Minespolis show. Minespolis. 
Right, whatever. <laughs> but, you know, I've even been practicing for the past hour. Minneapolis. Minneapolis. There you go. Very good. It's just mini apple and then is. Yeah. Minneapolis. Easy as that. <laughs> nurse blood. Where are you from originally, nurse? So I'm originally from Orlando, Florida. Ooh, lovely. I've kind of worked as a nurse all over Texas, Seattle, South Carolina, but now I'm back in town, Orlando, Florida. So if you ever come down to Disney World, I'll be here. I loved it. We, yeah, you've been there a couple times. Like every year for the past, what, 35 years? Yeah, I Catherine? think you've been there at least 20 times. I know you're probably talking to me, Tom, but I could barely hear you. Oh, okay. I don't know what it is. We'll jack it up. Is that better, Nurse? No. No, he's, he's working on it. What you, happened? you feel so far away, Tom. How about now? Well, I kind of am. I just kind of... <laughs> is hey, that better? That's better. Perfect. Okay. Good. Watch Yay. this, though. You ready? This is why I hate our phone system. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for Nurse Blake. There we go. You gave you the big intro. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to get up there in October. Yeah, you're coming. He's coming to town, ladies and gentlemen. Where October are you going to be 16th. at? Fitzgerald Theater. Oh, okay. Oh, it's a great venue. Yep. You ever been there before? It's, oh, and you've never been here, you said before. So, yeah, I've never Fitzgerald. been. But, it's hey, listen, place. if anyone needs a nurse on October 16th, we will be there. I might. <laughs> I don't know yet, but I might, I might run my mouth, and therefore I'll need a, I'll need a nurse definitely. No question about it. No, uh, we'll all be there. Let let all the hospitals know. All the nurses are going to be at my show. So this I will. Is a fair warning. Don't get this sick that, that day. They're all taken off. They're all putting in their PTO to be at the show. <laughs> I like it. Due to popular demand, Blake is filling theaters across the country for a fun-filled comedy event, hitting over 45 cities. It celebrates the hard work of healthcare providers. I got to be honest with you, nurse. I don't understand. I don't get how you guys do this because Jesus. Every time I've ever been, you know, it's like I'd go visit somebody in a hospital or oh, your brother's in intensive care or blah blah blah. I don't know how you put up with the whiny bastards that end up coming <laughs> to doctors and nurses. How do you do it? You know, I love my patients at the end of the day. I love all my patients. That's why I got to nursing, to care for them. But let me tell you, management at hospitals now and these CEOs, they are just working us. We are short-staffed. Oh, yeah. We don't have the equipment, but we're, we, we always do it because at the end of the day, we're caring for other people. So I love it. See, that's a good thing. By coincidence, obviously, I won't identify the person, man or woman, but a uh, doctor, a very good doctor in town. I was talking to this person uh, in the last week, and he or she, could be he or she, went to the, the apparently the, the, what do they call the person who manages the hospital, the director of the hospital? The CEO. Yeah, we got CEO. We got the director. Yeah. CEO, I know. Yeah. Apparently he was talking to, or she, could have been she, was talking to the, the CEO of the hospital, and she was bitching about this, that, and the other thing. He said, you have to understand something. I don't work for you. I, I work for the, the ill. I work for the people, the patients that are in the hospital. You run the hospital. I handle the patients, so leave me alone. I love that. That's right. I mean, we are there with the patient more than anybody. If anyone should be making decisions, the hospital should be run. Give it up for the nurses. Mm -hmm. It's true. No, I don't think there's any question about that. No, nurse, how did you get from nursing into doing comedy? Was it a, a certain frustration with not to be, not understanding what you were up to? Or how did you get into comedy? You know, just like you said, it is so wild, and our job yeah, is so it crazy. Is. It takes a special person to do it. Our humor is kind of dark, and honestly, that's what gets us through the long shifts. 
But I was at a point, I was four years into my nursing career, and I was getting burnout. I was tired. I was just, I had my first panic attack. I didn't know what it was. And I needed an outlet to be able to share my stories of a nurse, you know, the happy parts and the challenges. And I just came out with a funny video that went viral, me dancing in a one-piece scrub outfit that I made with tape and a stapler. And I guess nothing was going on in the news because all the news, Stations had shared the video of me dancing, and it was the comments from nurses and nursing students all over um, that kept me going, kept me making videos, and I think, you know, I could be an outlet to other nurses, no matter where they work or live, because no matter where we work or live, we all go through pretty much the same thing, so it's been a good outlet for me, and I think to the other nurses that watch my content. I don't think there's any question about that. So basically... When you put on your outfit, you look like a mummy, I would imagine, if you were all wrapped in tape. Uh, so, uh, so what I did, this was when the male onesie came out. I don't remember, I don't know if you guys remember the male onesie, but it was the male romper. Mm-hmm. And I created a scrub romper, so I essentially tied my scrub set together, cut the legs off. I was showing my leg and my scrubs. Everyone thought it was the funniest thing ever. Um, But now I look back now, four years ago, I'm like, that was so ridiculous. I can't believe I did that. And it was on TV. Yeah, made it on television. You know that. that, uh, No question about that. So are you having fun? Now, how do you how do you fit all this in? I mean, are you still working at a hospital or are you be taking some time off from that? Yeah, so I'm actually taking some time off to, you know, get ready for the show. Because it's going to be, I'm doing like 55 shows in 70 days. Oh, God. A lot of travel. I know. We're going to be living out of a bus. So excited and nervous about that. What do you mean by we, nurse? I'm not coming. Oh, yeah. So I have me. You don't want to come? You don't want to come? Come come along. I can open. Here, I'll do this. Here's your opener from now on. We're about to bring out Nurse Blake. Laugh. Or I'll be kicking someone's ass. What do you think? Uh, I, I definitely need that bit, and we'll put it into the show. Okay, we'll open good. up every show. We'll, we'll get it done for you, nurse. No <laughs> doubt about do it. Do the deep voice like uh, Manhattan Steamroller. You know, do the whole yeah, deep exactly. voice intro. Exactly. <laughs> do, Ladies and gentlemen. Do the Christmas tale during the show. <laughs> yeah, that is something else where the guy goes, and then when they came down from the heaven, like, Jesus. <laughs> Hey, if you just say nurse, all the nurses are running because it's like what patients call us. They're always like, hey, nurse, nurse. Mm. They can know your name, but they oh, don't always sure. call you, hey, nurse. I understand that. So is, is all your material based on, on nurse history or what is it? Is it other things or is that primarily where you stick? And so it's pretty much in the nursing world. I kind of share my experience. But nursing is the largest profession. There's almost like four and a half million nurses in Ooh, the country. I didn't know that. And whether you've been a patient or maybe you've dated a nurse, you're married to a nurse, your mom or dad's a nurse, um, pretty much everyone knows a nurse. So sure. they could pretty much relate to my show. Uh, even if you're not in healthcare, I'll still try to, you know, make you laugh. Um, but yeah, so I pretty much stick in that space. Okay. You know, I got to tell you. Nurse Blake, our special guest, ladies and gentlemen. Again, he's coming to town October 16th. Only a few tickets left, so you better get your tickets now. Um, but, uh, Nurse, in, when I was 19 years old, many, many years ago, I had to go in for, for hernia surgery. Okay. And I will never forget this nurse, and this is why nurses have always been special. I've always had great nurses, by the way. Whenever I needed anything, nurses were terrific. They were just, I loved them. 
But now I should point out that I that I they am a, a white guy in America today, right? But this was in the late 1960s, so I was doing a lot of reading about politics. It kind of like what we're going through right now. That was 1969, anyway, right? Pretty much the same feeling. And I was on the gurney, being pushed into the operating room, and the nurse looks down, and I was reading a book called Black Power, and she said, "Are you reading that book?" And this is an African American woman, and she goes. Are you reading that book? I said, yes, ma'am, I am. She goes, Tommy, the more you read, the more we're going to whoop your ass. <laughs> I, will, I will never forget that. She was trying to protect me, a, a young white kid, from running into too much trouble with all these psychopaths out there. I thought it was very sweet. Let me tell you, some nurses, we definitely have, um, we definitely connect with patients in a way that oh, sure. a lot of other healthcare professionals. Yes, you do. Mm-hmm. Yes, you do. No. Well, it's that yeah. human side, and you give extra time, and, you know, especially people who feel like their doctors aren't giving them enough attention, you guys are the connection. They do say we are the number one most trusted profession, and we've been that way for, like, 18 years in a row or something like that. I can believe like that. People yeah. like us. I mean, I just have to say we're awesome. I don't know what it is. I have to say. You are. Absolutely. We're awesome. No. You know, I make all these videos about my experiences, and... Uh, some of the people that I worked with or went to school with, they're like, you know, are you, like, making fun of me or of us? And I'm like, I definitely am making fun of them. <laughs> <laughs> all the stories are and that's true. Okay. I have a name for everyone. <laughs> I think that's wonderful. Although, when I was uh, in high school, I ripped ligaments in my ankle. And the nurse who was had me in the wheelchair had my ankle hanging out, and she clipped the door, oh, she clipped the door away no. as she was taking me to X-ray. Oh. So if I wasn't in so much pain, you'd have one less nurse today. But, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that will always that. stay with me. Oh. <laughs> I, I would say the hardest part about nursing is transporting a patient either in a wheelchair or a bed. They don't yeah. teach you that in nursing school. And you never get it down. No, no. wheelchairs are not easy to use. No, people, they're not. People who have been in the field for 20 years make it look very easy. But, yeah, they're not uh, exactly designed to be maneuverable. No, definitely. No, even me, I've been nursed for seven years. And every time, you know, I have a patient, I'm like, sir, please keep your arms and hands in the vehicle yeah. at all times. <laughs> yes. It's a good plan. I have a, I, I have a, I, I want you to confirm something for me. I've got a bunch of people in my family that have been nurses. And... They said if you want to get the royal treatment, what you do is you bring in a great big bag of M&M's. <laughs> oh, any food? <laughs> I was going to say any food. Yeah, yeah. probably. When I had, my, when I had okay. my kids, I made like mini brownies and something, and the midwife came back in. She was like, they were gone in five minutes. Wow. <laughs> and I made bring like two dozen. Like, Plain bread, and we will be all over plain it. Bread. Yeah. Plain bread. Plain Your gruel, sir. I remember I actually did that. So I bring in this giant bag of M&Ms, and I'm sitting there waiting for I don't even know what. They were going to wheel me in or put me under. I don't even remember what the circumstance was. And I hear this nurse whisper next door. She's like, if you don't go and get some of those M&Ms, they're going to be gone. They're almost gone now. And I just given them to her. Wow. They, I mean, they're gone. And typically other nurses from other floors or departments will hear about these M&Ms. <laughs> Everybody's running for like the ants. hospital. They hear yeah. about the M&Ms. Yeah. <laughs> now, this plain or peanut, does it matter? I like peanut M&M. Oh, yeah. I think most people do. Yeah. 
I love you. They're so good. They're the pretzel ones. But you got to worry about the peanut allergies these days. That's true. It is. It's a top oh. allergen, but I will mm-hmm. take a regular M&M. Yeah. <laughs> You're killing You'll your nerves. You'll choke one down. We don't have time Snakes. for break or lunch. Like, it's very rare right. when you get a right. minute to just eat something. So whenever we can, we will go for it. Bring no. in M&M's when the baby comes. Yeah, that's something. true. Bring something. I just one more something. quick nurse. Uh, nurse, and it, it was actually a lot of fun. It was fantastic. But I went in for a uh, colonoscopy about uh, a few years ago now. Fun story. I, I go in for a no, it's, well, you know, I go in for What's a colonoscopy. Fun than a colonoscopy. And I also do a, 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 a local morning show. You should probably be on the local morning show as well because we have a really big audience. So Love we should it. book you on that too. But. Uh, so apparently the three nurses that worked at this doctor's office were big fans of the show, right? Yep. So the whole time I'm lying there on my side with a hose up my butt, three nurses are talking to me. Remember that one bit you did when I'm like, what? <laughs> it was very funny, this actually. They were very, they were very, I got a hose up my butt, and they're going, tell me about that one time. I'm like, Really? <laughs> But even, you were you were going to be the patient that they never forget. Yes, apparently that's it's true. Even more enjoyable when you go in a couple months later and they're still talking about you during my like, yeah, you no, know, yeah, yeah. I know yeah, he was great. here. Yeah, yeah great. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that is very funny. That. I just so so now you're going to get back to nursing, Blake. Once are you going to go on your tour? But are you going to get back to nursing? Do you think you'll stay in the comedy circuit? What do you What do you want to do? I think it's good balance for me. You yeah. know, nurses need a support right now and advocacy and just laugh. So I feel like you know this is my way to kind of get back to my profession. Sure. Um, but I do miss patients. Like that's why I got into nursing in the first place. So after the tour, I probably will be picking up a PRN job so I could have some patient interaction. And where, what, what city will that, will that be in Orlando? Probably be in Orlando. Yeah. Yep. Well, you may I'm come gonna... to Minneapolis and fall in love with the place and stay yeah, here. Just stay here and to freeze to death here. in the winter. Yeah. Orlando to Minneapolis, a bit of a climate well, difference. Hey, here, Catherine's bringing in M&M's. You may decide, <laughs> you know, I'm staying here and getting those M&M's. <laughs> it's worth it. That's a good idea. Nurse, you come to town, you decide to get a job, and Catherine will bring you M&M's every week. I will. <laughs> I will be there. And maybe one day I'll be happy to your colonoscopy. Now, if he goes on KQ and talks to the M&Ms, I bet you people show up and bring M&Ms. Oh, they will absolutely oh, yeah. bring M&Ms. Yes. Yeah. Will. On this show, they'll show up and bring that you would M&Ms. That be a thing. It's yep. going to be like when people watch The Room, they throw spoons at the spoons. screen. Yeah. I'll be throwing it's, M&Ms at you. Yeah. <laughs> well, don't throw the M&Ms no, at don't Blake. Throw don't M&Ms. be doing Jesse that. toss on stage. Yes, underhanded throws only. Yeah. Can you imagine that? That would be great. Pegging somebody with a handful of M&M's that hurt like yeah, a Yeah, that would be nice. Yeah, probably. You would think. How anyway. did we get from a gift to throwing things? <laughs> right, because they're uh, comedy patrons <laughs> and, you know. They've had a cocktail. Yeah. <laughs> Drinking, <laughs> 1 a.m., you know. Although Fitzgerald's not as easy to get drinks, I don't think. It's no. Not like no? Some of the other, I don't think so. Yeah, it doesn't the way have it's like set a up. permanent bar yeah. situation. Yeah. Yeah. Let me tell you what about my show. is I, I've, I've done a tour before, and these theaters are like, this is going to be so boring. It's going to be a lecture by a nurse. But when there's a thousand nurses in a room, it is pretty wild. Oh, yeah, so yeah. after my shows are done, the, the, the security and everyone upstairs is like, oh, my gosh, it was like a rock concert because the nurses just want to laugh, drink, and have fun. Nice. <laughs> to laugh, drink, and well, good. I mean, that, that is good news right there, I Ooh, think. got a tough job. In yeah. some ways. Yeah. In, in some ways, that's true. I 
Now, when people first see your name, do they assume you're a woman just because, and, and there are many male nurses, I know that, but do they think you're a woman just because your name is Nurse Blake? So, not anymore. There's actually like 12% of nurses are actually males now, so that kind of goes up every year. But no, I that's true, have yeah. patients ask me like, well, you're a nurse now, but are you ever going to be a doctor? Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's not really it. the trajectory. I but love that. Tell me how that works. People do think it's like you start off as a nurse, and you become yeah. a doctor, then you're a surgeon, no. and then you're, uh, I don't know, head of the hospital. Then you run United Health for about 20 years. Yeah, exactly. Oh, my billion God. Some of those doctors is actually trying to be nurses. Ugh. Oh, God. <laughs> they no. should, ha- they should have to the do path. it. They yeah, should so have to do it. They honestly kind of, well, that's yeah. kind of what residency is, but... You know, you forget it pretty quick, I think. One thing I will tell you, Nurse Blake, is that I do love, and it's behind the scenes I understand and all the rest of it, but I love the sense of humor at hospitals of doctors and nurses. And they don't do it in front of most patients, but, you know, they because of the show, I guess, or whatever, they would do it around. There are a lot of very funny nurses and doctors out there. Let me tell you, I mean, we have to honestly make fun of the most inappropriate things. Yes. To keep- you know, that's yes. like our, our outlet to be able to, you know, get through a shift or the hard things that we see. You know, you might care for one patient that's getting up and walking for the first time in three months. And you have another patient right next door that passes away. Yeah. Um, so it's a roller coaster in 12 hours, the emotions that we that we have. Yeah, my uh, grandpa is 94 years old and he's in oh. a home and I can't imagine what it's like working at that home. Really? Yeah. Well, the Let things they you. must see. Yeah. yeah. I love older adults. I think some nurses are more peds nurses and kids, but mm-hmm. a confused older adult, I love them so much. I got a oh. grandfather with dementia, and mm. uh, he just cracks he just cracks me up. I can understand that. Don't you have to have that attitude, Nurse Blake? That you kind of have to keep keep things positive and you know find if, humor in things. You're not gonna laugh. You cry. Right. Right. I mean, really, it's, we, we, nurses were really good at holding our bladder because you don't get breaks. So we just turned the bathroom into a cry room. So when you when it's sure. really overwhelming, you just go there and have a good cry. Mm-hmm. I'm glad you brought that up, Nurse Blake, because how, how do you handle that as a, as a nurse when you know this person has, and especially a kid, how, you know they have very little chance. That's got to be tough, man. So what I do, I actually worked at Disney uh, before I started nursing school. Oh, okay. So. It was, I was a character, an, an entertainment character, and it was my job to create, like, a magical moment for the child or the guest or the family. Oh, and yeah. I definitely take that into my nursing career, you know. These patients are going through something that is so hard and difficult, and if I could just give them a great moment, you know, whether it's an experience of life or death or whatever is coming their way, you know, just to keep them happy and positive and maybe joke a little bit with them if that's acceptable. Um, because at the end of the day, patients aren't going to remember what meds you got them, what procedures they had. Right. They're going to remember right. the nurses and the healthcare professionals, you know, that were with them. Sure. Yeah, no, so you carry it on. into. So actually, in a way, I never really understood this, but in a way, there's a natural transition between being a nurse and being a comedian. I could see that. We're just really funny. I have to say, <laughs> yes. be, all the comedians will be nurses in the next 20 years because <laughs> we got stories. I'm sorry, but I don't want a comedian being my nurse. I think a nurse for a comedian, but not a comedian for a nurse. Not Ain't the happening. ones I've met. No. Uh, <laughs> not yeah. the ones. 
The See, good news is all our patients are safe with all the HIPAA laws. Yeah, that's true. Fun or share any stories of patients. Now, where do you open your tour on September 8th? September 8th in Charlotte, and then we close oh, okay. in Seattle on November 21st. Nice. God, September. So that's the day after Labor Day, isn't it, I think? And Labor Day the 7th this year. Uh, oh, yeah, September 8th. September 8th is a Tuesday, isn't it? Show. Well, there you go. Uh, I think that's wonderful. Uh, now you and I have a. Now, ha, have you been on a big tour before? You've been on tour, I'm assuming. But have you ever been on a big tour like this one? Not a big tour like this. No, the last tour I did was ten shows, so we're um, we're out doing it this time. Well, I'm just glad you're doing it here. I'm glad you're coming to town because people. I, one thing I I don't know if you've been told this or not, but. Minneapolis-St. Paul has one of the best comedy audiences in America. And I'm not just making it up because we're here. There are great comedy audiences. I'm so excited because let me tell you, the audience makes the difference oh, yeah. in how the show goes. They make the show. There's no question about it. You'll have a ball. There's no question about that. Uh, again, ladies and gentlemen, nurseblake.com, tickets for the Minneapolis show at the Fitzgerald. And by the way, by coincidence, my lovely wife Catherine and I just went on a bike tour this weekend, and in, in not even knowing it was in your honor, we, we rode our bikes across the Lake Wobegon Trail, because he's the guy who kind of brought the Fitzgerald Theater back, Garrison oh, cool. Keeler. Oh, that's awesome. I'm so excited to be there, and y'all almost sold out the show so fast. Yeah, I know. Oh, they love their comedy here. Nurse Blake, I'm Nurse, I'm telling you, Scott, people in this town love their comedy. You're going to have a ball. You'll have a great I can't time. wait. I'm so excited. It's going to be great. All right, behave, young man, and we'll see you in just a couple of months, October 16th at the Fitzgerald Theater. And only a few tickets left, so if you're going to go, you better get going because the tickets are going to fly. The last few are going to fly out the door, right? They're going to fly out the door. That's right. Okay, we'll get you booked on the morning show as well, the KQRS morning show, because our audience would love to hear you, all right? Can't wait. Thank you all so much. Have a good one. You Thank too. you. Thanks. NurseBlake.com, ladies and gentlemen. We'll take a break. Be right back with the family. The 2022 Bloomington Boat Show is here and going on now. Get out of the cold and into a 25,000-square-foot heated showroom at Dan Southside Marine. A huge inventory of boats means the best deals of the year. Over 60 boats on display from Premier, Avalon, Berkshire, Alumacraft, and more. Explore what's new for 2022 at the Bloomington Boat Show at Dan Southside Marine. Six blocks west of 35W on 98th Street in Bloomington. Visit BloomingtonBoatShow.com. Tom Bernard talking with Brad Huckle and Michael Bilski of North American Banking Company. We've talked a few times over the years about how North American Banking Company has helped local businesses when they're ready for expansion. We love talking about the success of our customers. One example is suburban manufacturing in Monticello. They create innovative products that produce clean, dry air that is needed during the manufacturing process. We recently helped them expand their business. Moving into a new building gave them the space they needed to add new equipment and production lines. We were able to step in quickly and provide the financing they needed when they needed it. When we help businesses like Suburban Manufacturing with their expansion, it's beneficial for our customers, but their growth also creates new jobs in our community. So they make stuff that produces clean, dry air for manufacturing after working with Bilski. Do they breathe easier with their business belt? We certainly hope so, Tommy. And that's no hot air. Nice one. Why not bank with my banker? North American Banking Company, a better banking experience, member FDIC, and equal housing lender. 
You all have helped build MyPillow into the incredible company it is today and have trusted in Mike Lindell to give you a great night's sleep. Mike's latest incredible deal is on the Giza Dream Sheets, which you've heard me rave about before, that's for sure. These sheets are made from the world's best cotton, Giza. They are ultra soft and breathable, yet extremely durable. Right now, the Giza Dream Sheets at its lowest price ever. These sheets are 60% off, coming in as low as $39.99 with promo code TOM. Imagine, imagine going to the hospital with Joey being your nurse. <laughs> Joey Diaz? Yeah. Oh, God. Oh I don't think so. M&M's, where are the pop brownies? Where are the pop brownies? What are you doing? He would not have got the job. Remember that no. video he sent us where he's got a, like a three-foot bong on an airplane? What, like, what are you doing? What the F's wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm glad well, you brought you up the uh, bike path that you tried to kill me on. Yeah. I tried to kill you? Oh, yes. That was quite, oh, the, that went too far. That was quite the connection there. <laughs> that, yeah. I know. I was like, like how is this how in are these his honor? Together, but you, you did it. You just made it happen. Two I didn't understand it either. But it's only 28 no, it miles. At the end. Yeah, I'm like 20 miles. I'm not going more than 20 miles. 28. That's 23 close. miles. I'm like every muscle's burning. I've got no food with me. Nothing. You weren't hungover. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was not. Because <laughs> then you just wave goodbye and catch them uh, over later on. Yeah. How long that's was all that? that? Last mile, I couldn't uh, even get it above eight miles an hour. I like, you couldn't. I couldn't. It was like my legs aren't lake. even working. Uh, it was bad. It was bad. I could literally ride a bike at well over 100 miles. Yeah, you could. I could, absolutely. I can mm-hmm. ride a bike forever. I got the huge legs. Is that why? I did. How it's long was that one yeah, the first probably. bike race I did? 30? Oh, no. In the, no. In the try? Then it's only No, light. not the try. The first bike race I ever did. I don't remember. By, like totally just by myself. There was like hardly anybody in it. But there was there was a hundred mile in that, but I didn't do the hundred. I don't, I don't think I, I could do a century. I mean I could over three days. <laughs> <laughs> like the rag Yeah, I could do something ride. like that, but I couldn't I don't think I could do a hundred well, in a day. Look up the bike paths to get to our house. It's very bike friendly. Oh I bet it is. Yeah. Oh yeah, because you take can a long roll out there. Yep. No, it wouldn't. Not yes, that long. It yeah, takes 35 minutes. minutes in a car. Yeah, but you, so I get there it's, in 36. <laughs> a lot of times it's actually bike less paths complicated. are yeah, yeah. Huh? more yeah. direct. Yeah. Yeah, you yeah, have to skirt all these towns and stuff. You go through everything. I, know, but I don't know. Dan seems to think he could probably beat you in a car. Or on a bike? Mm. No, he doesn't think he could beat us. He just no. He's like, oh, yeah, I could meet you there and yeah, I could whatever. ride with him. I'd ride with him. He would. He loves biking places. But then you got to yeah. bike back. If you go all no, the way out there. No, we put our like he oh. does that a lot. Where I put or he puts the bike rack on our car. It's okay. like thirty miles. Us there and it? Then we... Is it thirty? As the crow flies. Uh, I don't yeah, crow flies. I look right. from yeah. our house, from our current house. I think it's twenty-five. Oh, so it can't be. It'd be less than so that. I don't Cause you can think do it bike. Probably twenty-five too. It's like forty-five. Car. It's forty-five minutes in a car from our house, so it's farther. It than is. Right now. From you, yeah, it's definitely. Is far. that because you stop at Macathoons and Saint Bonifacius? I'm <laughs> never getting over Saint <laughs> Bonifacius. Yeah, Saint Bonifacius. Bonifacius. Yep. I'm just telling you, I'm never going to get. Exactly. I don't know. What does Google say? I'm looking. I can while measure guys, distance. While you guys are looking, I'm going to I'm going to read you the three three of the four top headlines and why we won't be covering these stories. Two hours and 18 minutes it would take. On a Sounds bike. About right. 28, 28 miles. So it would be the same. 
Yeah. No problem, honey. Let's go. From your house to. I can do it if I have like something to like electrolytes and mm. maybe yeah. an energy bar or something i Some can do cocaine. it then well I'm actually just put it in myself. watertown i didn't put yeah. your exact address so oh. could officer be, dave says but bike Watertown's paths not very big generally run as the crow flies because yep. they're on old railroad yeah. 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 Exactly. Yeah. Makes sense. a railroad yeah. would be it would be as straight as possible yeah. there's so. a lot more direct situation that's, that's what the, uh, the loose line trail yeah it's all the loose line trails that's where we were we did the 28 miles dead straight yep. and the great thing is because it used to be a train track the trees are over the top yep. of it mm-hmm. it's a lot of shade man it's mm-hmm. wonderful that's nice okay here's why we don't cover the regular news on the podcast we don't these are the top about it anyway these no yeah. no i'm not we're gonna, not gonna cover it, it but no we're not gonna cover it i'm just gonna read the three headlines these are the three okay i'm gonna read the fourth headline these are the top four headlines of the day residents of france begin flashing covid qr codes What's a QR code? What's the it's code on your, code on your cell phone? Oh, so it's yeah. real. Yeah, 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 it's, yeah. Real. So it's yeah. a real deal. So a lot they're probably of using fake. They're cards. probably using those instead of cards. Is right. probably yeah. what they're doing. Because the cards are this fake. This is a though. QR. Code. No, they're not all yeah. fake. They can be fake. No, no, no I'm not saying they're all. Driver's fake. license can be fake. Birth certificates yeah, can be fake. Everything fake. QR code can be fake too. They're very easy to. So. Yeah, I mean, look at it. Yeah. Like you could. But if you if you spend that much time getting a fake one, well, you know, it's like. We looked on the we looked on the internet this morning. Forty four bucks, they'll get you one that looks exactly like the one that I have. Oh yeah, identical. Forty four bucks. Well, I mean, if anybody has any Photoshop background at all, it's not exactly very easy to create your own if you wanted to. I have some friends that are like, "Where can I get one?" I'm like, "Calm down. Like, let's relax here." Yeah. Well, if you spend that much time doing it, you know, that's fine. Okay, here's another one that just popped up, but I'll get to the other three in a second. But radio <laughs> host, who, radio host who slammed COVID dies of COVID, slammed uh, vaccine dies of COVID. They made this guy look as much like Mike Lindell as they possibly I'm could. Sure, they did. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know who it is. I don't. Before dying, Dick. Oh, Dick Farrell. I've heard his name. Told friends he changed his mind on getting vaccinated, but unfortunately he died of COVID. Uh, Where did he work? Oh, Newsmax. He was a guy on Newsmax. That's it. Dick Farrell. It's a radio station? No, Newsmax is a uh, a national TV station. It's on... It is? It's on a lot of cable systems, isn't it? He's a radio host. Yeah, he said radio. I know, but I I didn't even know that... Man, Newsmax Radio. I don't think they have a radio... Sure. I don't know if I they do or not. Could be wrong. I don't know. That one that Absolutely. does maybe feeds, they get taken by. Yeah, possibly. Okay, so here are the three headlines right in a row to kick off your day. Uh, Cuomo accuser details two instance, uh, instances of alleged groping. Yeah. Prosecutors begin unusual strategy against R. Kelly, another rape story. R. Kelly? I thought he was like yeah, in was... prison or something. Oh, no, 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 no he's now just being held on bail. They haven't tried the cases yet. Yeah, it's been almost like a decade ago. That's, it was. That's, that's oh, yeah, what, it was. what happens yeah. when you just keep paying to stay free. Well, you <laughs> pay off. It's tough. I mean, that's going to be a long trial, and it, it's tough to get that amount of time in, in court right so, now. What is so, he being charged well, with? They keep adding stuff. They added that they're going to bring in the grooming of the kid last week, um, for the and that brought in the issue of whether homosexuality is going to be part of the voidir or not yeah. before a trial. But what, what's the new strategy that they're going to use? Um, unusual well, strategy. What's says. that? It says here, Singer's charged with RICO Act. Oh, the they're charged with RICO. How does he have a RICO? So 
How Woo. wait what? How how would they get a Rico for an individual? I don't know because that's usually like gangsters. Well, yeah, because you you put people together and people in unison are working together. I don't Rico for him. Robert I, Sylvester Kelly goes on trial Monday in Brooklyn, accused of running a criminal enterprise. The 54-year-old is better known, of course, as R. Kelly. And he's accused of, among other things, systematically recruiting underage girls for sex over the course of his long career. What's unusual about uh, this whole trial is is that prosecutors are going after him through RICO, the Rocketeer Influenced and Corrupt Organization Act, which is typically used for mafia dons yeah. or cartel mm-hmm. leaders. Well, wow. I mean, if he was heading off an organization like yeah. a sex trafficking organization, then it makes sense. Yeah. But that seems like a huge reach. Why well, would you need to go RICO on him? Probably because the statute of limitations has oh, passed maybe. for a lot of the things he would have done. Because uh, we're no. talking like 15 years. Oh, yeah, yeah. some of it. Yeah, yeah. Some yeah. of it's more recent. Some of it's minor, so oh, you get it? more time there. I think the last time yeah. I heard of him was like in 2006 or something. Yeah, Because like, so. there's still that case hanging out there for Minneapolis where they were looking at charging oh, him yeah, here in Minneapolis. Right. But they weren't going to get him, but that he was charged in, I think, St. Paul, I think, is where he was charged. But so there's there's all sorts of things going on. Yeah, well, sure but, but he did that stupid documentary where he basically laid out the evidence against oh, himself. Oh, yeah, like, <laughs> you know, was it Kelly? Yeah. yeah, he did. Yeah. 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 It was so, like that. Um, it was like if I had done it. Yeah, it was, yeah. Say, it was like if oh, I had like, done it. Well, OJ today came out again and said, I really oh. hope they catch the guy. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's still he claiming. Oh, bit to be about football. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he's still claiming there's a guy out there that beheaded his wife. I bet. He is what something. A, he's a psychopath. He God, is something. Well, okay. that's like, what's his face to the. the yes, oh, my of God. Oh, my God. I'll read this while you're thinking. thinking Wasn't Philip Wise, wasn't he, he signed to stop OJ? Yep. Yep. The Jets signed him as a D-back to stop OJ. And I think OJ ran ran right over him, didn't he? Oh, no, no. Philip was really good. Oh, he did? did. Well, I know Philip was a great player, but but did he have success against OJ? I know they they signed him up to do that. He did have success. He's the one that stopped him at 2,004 yards. Oh, okay. It was a Philip that tackled him after the 2,004th yard. Wow. Okay, so to wrap this up, I already went with the Cuomo accuser details two instances of alleged groping. Prosecutors begin an unusual strategy against R. Kelly. And the third headline of the day is fallout at Alibaba after worker details rape allegations. What the hell is going on What's here? Alibaba? The news site. News no. site over in... It's, Ali, no, it's, you're thinking of Al Jazeera. Al Jazeera. Alibaba is a cheap retailer of garbage. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. yeah that's, Alibaba's like if you want 5,000 capacitors that are going to fail after a month. Some of the richest people go. in the world have come out of Alibaba. Yeah, yeah, yeah. just like mm-hmm. random, yeah. But is that... China? I think it is Chinese, despite the name. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Let me see. Let me check that out because I think it's a Chinese. Company. So it's not the guy with the the lamp. Cheap no, it's not the guy with the lamp. Ali Ababwa. Ali Ababwa. Prince Abubu. Oh, okay. Ooh, Prince Ali. Yeah. Magic is he? Ali Ababwa. Hanju, China. Sexual harassment by the guy with the lamp. Alibaba is in Hangzhou, China. It is in China. It's in China. I'm going to say it from now China. on like that just to annoy Michael Brandt. China. Okay, speaking of China. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah. Speaking of China yeah. and Aladdin. China. Yes. I watched Wish Dragon this weekend. Wish, Wish, Dragon. Wish Dragon. On Netflix. It's a new kids animated cartoony movie. Good. It's really good. Is it? Yeah, it's really, it's got a similar story-ish to Aladdin. 
ish. But well, it's, it's wishes, so there you go. That makes sense. Yeah, it's I don't know, but it's really really good and it's really cute and the kids thought it was hilarious. Cool. Yeah, it's fun. What do you, who made I that recommend one? It. Is it a cartoon? It's, yeah, it's Netflix and yeah. it's yeah. It's really Where? well animated. Is it cartoon? It's animated. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So Where is Netflix getting all this money? Aren't they deeply really in debt from Netflix? They keep they, they like own they got subscriptions. Everything. I know and, what they yeah, they're deeply they in debt. Well, they, they have at a loss, I think. Since movies, you wouldn't like uh, Suicide Squad. No, no, he wouldn't. No, I wouldn't. No, I would like, have... wouldn't like it. The idea that you might like it because it's like Deadpool. No, sorry, it's not. No, they happen. have their own production company. So. Did you see it? Netflix does, yeah, so. but they do operate at a loss. Did you see it, Andy? Oh, Suicide Squad? No, I just, everything I know about it, I know he would hate it. I, I, yeah, I actually saw it. I came out at 6 o'clock. I watched it right away. It was, it was, it was good. Okay, it so why would decent. I hate it? Uh, Very crass. Because you find all the inconsistencies in it and be like, oh, yeah. God, I why are they doing so that? Why are they doing that? There is sense. one kill scene with Margot Robbie that is really good. It's very well done. You might like I that like enough that you like the, the John Wick side of that. But overall, oh, yeah, I think yeah. you wouldn't. And it's not funny enough. It's not Deadpool funny enough. Deadpool so, was funny. It was. So. And I still love Catherine Isaac. At a, at a drive-in, Did we were the only white people at the drive-in <laughs> in Florida. Talking Deadpool 1, right? Because you went with me and DJ for... for was it 1? E2 is what DJ. you saw with me and DJ. Oh. Dave yeah, and it must youngest. have been 1. Oh, okay. Yeah. DJ Jazzy Jeff. <laughs> I mean, the place was really run down and all the rest of it, but I mean, it was a lot of fun. Everybody was just nice as hell. We had a ball. I have a feeling the cash <laughs> inflow isn't so, so, so super great these days. Yeah. Probably not. Probably how, were, how were all those movie theaters able to make it before? Because there used to be movie theaters know. everywhere. Everywhere. I mean, when you and I were talking the other day and started talking about this one being, I mean, there was like, you could probably hit about five with a golf ball from where we are right now. Charging $25 for the there, helps. There, yeah. there, 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 yeah. and there. There'd be five. five you could get, them, and, yeah. then, and then if you go a little south, there's the one that was at uh, near um, Boston Chicken or Boston Market. Where's that? Boston Chicken. Yeah, Boston Market. It was I think it was originally Boston Chicken, but mm-hmm. Boston Market, um, the one that's down off of uh, Excelsior, that was in that little that little spot um, next to McDonald's. Really? Yeah. Oh, the, the St. Louis, Louis Park Theater. Theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah the St. Louis. Yeah. It's uh, Park Nicollet. Oh, and then there was one over at Nowood. So yeah, there's like seven yeah. movie theaters right around here. <laughs> there's one over that's at insane. Nowood. Exactly. How did they make it? I don't point. know. They because people used to love to go to the movies and they don't. Well, yeah, love every to time do a movie came out, you had no other choice well, yeah. but to go to a movie theater. That's true. So every big blockbuster was a bunch of free money for movie theaters. Yeah, well, that's true. Well, it's, that still sort of happens. I mean, when Star Wars Kinda. came back out, you know, it looks like the basements yeah. were uncluttered. And yeah, people came out of the basements. Certain and went movies to that. you need to see on the big screen, I think. But that's yeah. becoming less and less true every day. Yeah, I love going to movies. So do I. Yeah. And I love Michelle, man. Except uh, old. What's that? <laughs> the old, the last movie we saw. Oh, God, that movie sucked. Oh, yeah. God, it was terrible. It was not old. good. It was not good. Well, except, okay, Andy, follow this one. Ollie on the show, follow this one. So there's a mom and a dad and a, what, an eight-year-old and a six-year-old? Yeah, wasn't she, yeah I think that was the right age. Yeah. I think an eight-year-old girl and a six-year-old boy. Somehow, even though the kids are getting three years older every hour... Oh, this is about that. I explained this part to you. 
How did you get clothes that fit all the way from mom 6 to 26? Because mom bought extra clothes. That's Not she to fit a 12-year-old. She told the daughter. She, but you're right. They should have had a scene where she had like baggy, baggy clothes, clothes. They that would have That would have solved that. But that mom did say, why don't you put on something else because you keep growing. And so that got taken care of a little bit. So I don't know the rest I agree of it, with that. There were so many weird God, things so that didn't make any sense. Bad. God, yeah. that movie sucked. It's a movie about people who go to a beach and then they start aging rapidly. Correct. Rapidly. Yeah, it's like, uh, M. Night Shyamalan, I think, yeah. right? I think it's, yeah, yes, it is. It's a Shyamalan. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Three years every half hour, I think. That's. I think that's right. I think yeah. they, they age yeah. three years every half hour. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there's some not so nice oh, scenes there, people. Although I think we aged a year just sitting just there, sitting there watching it. Exactly, <laughs> I aged about a year just sitting there watching this crap. I just gave M Night five years of my life. So he's a nice guy. We've had him on the KQ Morning Show before. He's a very pleasant Which, person. When did you have him? After what was his biggest movie ever? His was Six Sense. Six Sense. Yeah, Six Sense. Yeah, oh, the Six Sense. That was a great. That was movie. a yes. great Some movie. Of, Especially like, when, when his like, movies what? are good, they're so good. <laughs> yeah. But then his bad movies, it's really like bad. what are you? Yeah, some of them I don't even understand what they're doing. Well, like The yeah. Village. I mm-hmm. love The Village. I do you find The Village? The Village is the best. No, no way, I love, Why the do you love The Village. Oh my gosh, I didn't just... love it, but I thought it was pretty good. Incredible. I'm one of those weird, like, <clears throat> weird's good. cult village people. Mm. I love See, that movie. I was village too much people. waiting for the big twist in it, and so, because of what had happened with Sixth Sense, so you, you I went was into a big twist. Well, the twist was well, the thing. Outside the, you know, the city thing, that they were really yeah, in the middle. Yeah, that was and it's like, just like the twist. The twist yeah. is that they're Mormons or whatever, not Mormons. Well, and they what don't. Do you call them? Put, the Rumspringer like, people. Yeah, and the Amish. Yes. But they don't know. Yep. I mean, the adults knew, but the younger generation had no idea that there was another world mm-hmm. out there. Oh, such a good movie. Oh, so Glass was <laughs> bad, right? I like I, I okay. Glass. I right. know people that really liked Glass. Yeah, I just like Glass. Yeah. Well, that Unbreakable was... was bad. I see. I like that, that one too. Really? <laughs> I never <laughs> saw Unbreakable. The one Which with one was the one with Bruce the multiple and... personalities? That was a Split. That split. was that really was good. Split was, yeah, I like that was one. Good. I really liked mm-hmm. Split. I think yeah. they I liked did a good job. Did he do the one with the tattoos? The guy with the that that would put all the tattoos on his body it was uh, Memento. Yeah, Memento. No. He didn't do that. Okay. Oh, that was good. With, that uh, actually Joe was a good Pantoliano, movie. right? He was in there, wasn't he? Um, I don't know. It was Ewan McGregor, was. wasn't it? Or, or Ewan McGregor. Uh, oh yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking of a different movie. Let's see, Joe. Yeah, no, he was in that. He was. I in thought that. he was. Nice, yeah. nice guy. I thought he was. He was. I always, uh, liked, him. I always liked that guy. Teddy. Yep. Teddy. There you I'm go. Sure, why not? I fell down a very deep rabbit hole of multiple personality disorder after I saw Split. <laughs> oh, yeah. That would, that would do it. That would do For it. For like a week every night, I was just researching all of the crazy things that you hear. Like, one personality is diabetic, and the other one's right. aren't, and they like need insulin. Was that and I'm like, and then I it was this whole that. thing of like the power of the brain. And yes, there are people that have multiple personalities. One has diabetes, and none of the rest do, or mm. one has like different needs and different eyes. Like glasses subscription, prescription, subscription, and there's yeah, there's all these crazy, and then it led me into a rabbit hole of like the power of the mind, you know, and it's like if you believe it's true, and I'm just was that the one where the guy was in the dress, and then the guy was in the room that was being held in the basement? Yeah, yeah, it was girls that were being held in the basement. That's right, girls trying to escape, and then he he had like I don't even know how many personalities. And he talked to him as a woman. Yeah, talked to him as somebody else. Yeah, Yeah. and then he could like. That was a good movie. Yeah. It was such a good movie. And it was just, yeah, I got very into... Well, now it's not called Multiple Personalities, or it's called this 
dissociative, dissociative identity disorder. Dissociative identity disorder. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I have that. I don't know who the Did. hell I am. Did. I don't know who but I, I am. Took I don't a, know what I took a class in college called The Philosophy of Psychology. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, it's very deep and mm-hmm. interesting. Very we talked deep. about like you know just like the history. Oh, and I also took the history class that I took in college was the history of mental illness because like having a grandfather that was potentially schizophrenic. Potentially. Well, the, Bobby was, thinks he had Mad Hatters. Just, uh, he had Mad Hatters, all right. Well, <laughs> what's Matt, what's the difference? Because Mad Hatters is caused by a chemical oh, printing okay. press. Yeah, printing yeah. Press, um, but yeah. he could he got it mining. But, that's what Bobby thinks. Mining? Not I'm mining. Oh that was a number mining. Miner, no, yeah. working in the print printing. His industry. was the printing press. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So because she thought had, it might uh, have something to do with the yeah, ink. The but ink. I'm they had guessing. Light on the ink or something I'm like that. guessing you could probably find that out now if yeah. that caused. Because I, it's, kind of, it's a shaky yeah. uh, theory. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Oh, yeah. I don't know if it's provable. Well, even Toots said he was cuckoo for Coco Puffs. <laughs> he, he was cuckoo for Coco Puffs. He was the, the Menendez yeah, Exactly, the Menendez but like, brothers. In, in that class, I think it was History of Mental Illness, actually, that I read this book. There was a woman that did LSD in college, became schizophrenic. Okay. God and because you know with schizophrenia you usually have to have like something turn yeah. yeah like a trigger and she was schizophrenic hospitalized lobotomy all the stuff lobotomy shock treatment no not lobotomy shock treatment not <laughs> lobotomy <laughs> like that's like, that what? I don't know no <laughs> electroshock therapy lobotomy. oh my gosh um and then she found Jesus and yeah. became religious and. Didn't need her medication anymore and her, lost her schizophrenia diagnosis. What? Wow. The power of her mind. Jesus said, because she keep thought, that out of your no, Because she met people and they were like, Jesus can heal you. If you believe, Jesus can heal I you. I suppose if you believe and enough she that believed, something could happen, it and might she happen. Healed. It's like, you know, kind of like Magic Johnson, but that didn't pan well, out. I, just think, I think that if you have <laughs> faith in, in your belief, whether you have faith in God or whatever your belief is, if you believe in and that enough, I, it yeah. might set aside everything well, for it's you, like, I guess. Have you seen the movie Heal? No. There is weird things out there that they can oh, explain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no. this guy, beginning of the movie Heal. It's really, it's short. I think it's only like about an hour. It's on Netflix. And he had, I'm trying to remember if it was an injury in his spine or cancer in his spine. I don't, it was years ago that I saw this. But he spent... After this diagnosis, he saw all these doctors, and they were like, you can't, we can't do anything except for major surgery, and after that, you'll never walk again, and blah, 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 all these things. And then he spent X amount of time each day after that meditating to fix his spine, and it worked. Yeah. He did nothing else. Just what's, meditated and thought of himself being healed, and it worked. What's sad is the people who have that belief that it's going to, and then it doesn't. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, I mean, yeah, yeah it doesn't you know, pan out every time, yeah. obviously. Well, and there are people that you know think they can, you know, pray their dead baby back to yeah, life, and like that's kind of oh, yeah. that's, that's you know depressing. we're reaching here. <laughs> but it's I mean the power of the mind is pretty incredible. My favorite study was when they got the three guys who thought they were Jesus together oh, to see if they could, once they saw somebody mm-hmm. else thought they were Jesus, yeah. do it. Oh, and so they uh, would all yeah. deal with each other and then tell the psychiatrist, yeah, those other two guys are nuts. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. I, remember that. I do remember that. That was all yeah. they did. Yeah. Uh, we got to take a break here. We'll be back in about five minutes with the next hour with the family. 
Tommy, I never believed it until now, but apparently you're a pretty big deal. Was there ever a question in your mind? Well, you might say I was a doubting Thomas. See what I did there? Yes, how incredibly clever. Anyway, what's your point? Well, last month I was trying to find you a car to replace the Mafia Mobile and suggested leasing a Nissan Altima as it was impossible to find your first choice. I love that Altima, and I'm actually looking forward to checking out the all-wheel drive as soon as it's known. Well, apparently someone at Nissan was listening to us, and at this month, at Coon Rapids Nissan and Burnsville Nissan, we can offer short-term 18-month leases. That's actually pretty smart. By then, the chip shortage will be over, right? Man, I hope so. The only chip shortage I want to hear about is Bilski dumping one into the bunker. By the way, for the first time ever, Coon Rapids Nissan was number one in the state, and Burnsville was number two. Your Altima was actually one of the cars that put J-Lo on top. To learn more about short-term leasing, stop into Burnsville Nissan or Coon Rapids Nissan. Michael Bryant, Brad Sean. Bryant, what's the latest? Uh, we're just trying to represent people who have been injured through no fault of their own. We're trying to talk to them before they talk to an adjuster or before they take a settlement that isn't something they should get based upon their injuries. How many people are out there, in different, not in the law business, that love to run around scaring people before you even get to them? Well, adjusters want to settle cases right. and they want to close files. So based upon that, they do what they have to. Um, I think there's a lot of circumstances where they probably act as attorneys where they're not attorneys and they try yeah. to explain people's rights or they give them a certain view that if they look at it. And what I always say is this. If the adjuster really, truly thinks the offer they made makes sense, they'd have them come see us. You know? And that's exactly my question is you have to understand who has the best, your best interest in mind, correct? Well, you want to know what your rights are. You know, whether yep. or not you decide yep. you're going to hire us or not, that's a choice. It's a free consultation, and you want to understand what your, all your rights are and what coverages you have. And plus the fact, I hang out with you, so you got to be a good guy <laughs> if I'm hanging out with you. Uh, maybe. <laughs> uh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Hey, folks, Brian Zepp here. Spring is gearing up, and if you're like me, you've already got the itch to hit the road. Make sure you and your motorcycle are ready with Dennis Kirk. Whatever you ride, Harley, Indian, metric cruiser, or sport bike, You'll find what you need at DennisKirk.com. They've got 160,000 parts and accessories in stock, clothing and helmets too. Order before 8 p.m. and they ship the same day. Plus, shipping is free for orders over 89 bucks. Get in gear and head to DennisKirk.com. Take it from Zap. They ship today. We are back. Alex just got here. You just uh, see Catherine for the first time in three days, so he's losing his mind, of course. Did you have him, like, locked in a closet? Yeah, the whole time. Apparently. He's, he's tortured you the whole time. He's like, uh-oh. Right. He's too wound up. He's too wound up. You're supposed to turn him upside down. What's he doing? Reverse okay. sneezing. He's having a panic attack. Oh, my God. Is Rob ready to go? Uh, not wow. yet. It's kind of wow. funny the look across he gave him. He's like, oh, yeah, you're here, too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, that's the other he was just barking at his own reflection in the side of a white car. So ah, nice. Oh. We got out of the car, and he jumped out, and he was like... And last night he kept growling at Dan because he pulled his hair back to do something and he kept growling at him. And Dan was like right in front of him. He looks and he's really like, dangerous. He was like, are you kidding me? And he was just like, my, my dad used to have a Broncos, uh, big orange Broncos uh, cowboy hat that oh, yeah. he'd wear to Bronco football games. And the dog would freak out when he put the hat on. And he'd be like, da, 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 <laughs> and it was just like on, off, on, off. And the yeah. dog would just freak. Certain Why dogs. Bella did 
didn't like it when people wore hats for a while. That's true. Why would your dad be going to Broncos games? He's living in Denver and what a weirdo. Wasn't he, and... wasn't he from Massachusetts? No, no, my mom's from Massachusetts. My dad was from New Mexico. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought yep. they were both from Massachusetts. All right, nope. call on our guest now. They were not. Let's hope it works. Oh dear. First time ever called It'll out. It'll be Skype. fine. Don't worry about a thing. After the tone, I will get back to you. Oh, well, his phone is off, so voicemail. That's not helpful. Voicemail. Could have left a message. Hello. Yeah, I got it. I got the number right. I think I'll text Cassie. Great there you to go. talk to you. What the hell? We'll chase them all down. There's a bunch of other stuff to cover anyway, so it all works out. <laughs> Jesus, who that prince to the studio? Yeah, yeah, what's going on? Oh, yeah. is this is up. every time we I, I come home, even if I'm gone for one minute, I yeah, get this bad whole... presentation yeah. thing. I don't know mm-hmm. what it is. Wait a second. That's how Bella used to be. She always used to like have to run and get a toy, yep, and then she'd like prance around with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I was gone yeah. for 15 minutes. Yes. Oh, I remember okay. the best one was when she brought a receipt over. She yeah. couldn't yeah, find she a toy. Find, yeah. <laughs> Like scotch tape. <laughs> One time she was like, I need to show you something. <laughs> she, yeah. she brings over a little like Target receipt. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I have to show you something. And there's, I can't find any Must of my toys. present something. You yeah. know what was great? Is she couldn't just say prance. She had to actually prance with her hands. The dog just prance. No, we got to show you how the dog yeah. prance. People can't sit too close to me or I'll hit you accidentally. How was the wedding? It was really fun. Good. It was much more like standard wedding than we uh, thought it would be. It wasn't. It was beautiful. It was just beautiful. Like the fancy yes. wedding. Very, yes, yes. the okay. big the dress that she was. Yep. Yeah, but it wasn't as fancy as we thought it was going to be. Really? It was black tie optional, but a lot of people wore gowns Hello. and stuff. Oh. Any tux? It's our guest. Yeah. Oh, Rob. Cool. Rob, how you doing? Oh, hi. Is this Tom? It is indeed, sir. Hi, Tom. Sorry about the technical glitches, but oh, I guess no. that's our—that's the age we're in. Well, it is it the sure age is. we're in, Rob. I don't worry about that stuff ever. Yo, okay. Good for you. What do you mean, oh, okay? My you, son you goes, You don't worry oh, about okay. technical issues? Don't, don't <laughs> go after me. Rob, he's going out. after me. I'm deeply hurt. <laughs> I want you to know. That's all I have Stop to say. Stop going after your dad. I have a son who goes after me. No. Yeah, see, Stop. Andy? I guess I that's what, just how it is. what boys do. Rob Sedgwick's memoir, <laughs> Bob Goes to Jails, One Degree from Kevin Bacon. Rob Sedgwick was born in one of America's oldest families, Manhattan royalty. His cousin, Edie Sedgwick, uh, was Andy Warhol's muse. His sister is Kira Sedgwick, the actress. His brother, painter Nico Sedgwick. His brother-in-law is movie star Kevin Bacon. Oh, my goodness. And his stepfather was renowned art dealer Ben Heller. And he's a personal friend of Tom Bernard's, it says right here in the bio. Does it? Nice. No. That's what it says. Mm-hmm. No, but it does now. <laughs> and I'm would. running for kingship soon. Yeah, it does. Yeah. Oh, you can run for kingship. I'm glad to hear that. That works for me. Well, I guess after that bio, I, I don't even think I saw it. <laughs> oh my God! You should look at this bio because it's a, it, yeah, it's very impressive. It's got a very impressive bio. It's a doozy. The memoir Bob goes to jail. So now Bob is not the same as Rob. That's not you. Bob is not you. No. What happened was there was a friend of mine in there who in the book who called me Bob as because it sounded funny and stupid so I decided uh, anyway I was writing the book that's what came up Bob goes to jail so that's the way it ended up it's kind of silly but there you go yeah, I don't think it's silly at all it's fine so what so what is Bob goes to jail does Bob actually go to jail uh, Bob well I don't want to spoiler a lot no okay her, yeah, no, I understand. Uh, there, 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 there's some time in jail yeah but uh, it was uh 
No, I got in a drug ring in 88 through pretty stupid circumstances. I mean, the, the circumstances are so ordinary and stupid that it's hard to believe, but it's in there. Um, and, uh, and in the beginning, I got involved. I mean, acting was not good. Life was not so great. I just got an offer to do this to my brother's best friend, and I did it. And, and it was so ridiculous but i i had a blast you know i was like you know you feel like james bond and you think you're all that but then of course once you get caught then you get involved in the consequences and you don't feel like james bond anymore you feel like an idiot <laughs> you know what i mean what an idiot and illegal quagmire and you know and i had ended up having a contract on my head and uh it's really bad it's so really bad what kingpin did they think you were um, well, they thought, uh, the, the drug enforcement agency, when we got busted, thought that I was the main guy because I was so, quote, relaxed, end quote, during the bust. But it was like, and it's interesting because, you know, we, we see movies and we see Law and & Order and we see all that kind of stuff. And, but in real life, and I don't know if you guys had this experience, but with that, when you get guns on you and the horrible stuff happens, you just kind of go to, like, beneath neutral you know and uh just to be able to get through it and people sometimes and a lot of times you'll see people like when they're sentenced you know and they'll say in the newspaper or news such and such was oddly unemotional during sentencing or 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 you know subdued during sentencing that's because you can't believe this is actually happening to you and you're wrapping your head around it so that's why in the beginning they thought I was kind of the guy for a while when I was just trying to go two plus two is four, put one foot in front of the other. Uh, my name is Rob. You know, I mean, it's so so that's what happened. But it was really. Um, and I think also what's what what I didn't mean this in the book, but I guess what happens in the book is like. You know, in movies and TV, again, you have like the gangsters, gangsters perspective, but they're cool and suave and they know how to deal with pressure uh, or guns and stuff like that. And but I was coming from the same perspective as probably you guys would or if you guys got involved with this kind of like, ah, oh, no, what's happening? What do I do now? Ah, you know, fish out of water. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, so, so is, is the book uh, all I, real? I, oh, yeah. OK, it's absolutely real. I mean, I'm sorry that it says memoir because it's more like a story. It's not like, oh, I was born, I was blonde, and I was this and I was that. It was, I focus, the book focuses that the present uh, 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 story is sort of, it's, is exactly when I get busted to, you know, when I get sentenced. And then what I do is I, I, I sort of, I leap back in time to sort of how I ended up this way. Um, and, you know, lack of guidance and, New York of the of the sixties and seventies and bad choices and I hope it's funny too um, and so what I do is I go I'll, I'll alternate chapters from present to past present to past and the past hopefully supporting what the previous chapter was to so, say oh that's why that happened so um, yeah so that's 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 yeah. 
I love the descriptor right here. This is my favorite favorite paragraph so far, Rob. He writes about how he and his younger siblings brought themselves up in an Upper East Side townhouse that was bigger than all the other Upper East Side townhouses, how he sold drugs out of his grandparents' apartment, mm-hmm. knocked up his girlfriend, and did lines of cocaine off his parents' priceless antiques. <laughs> We're having a little fun there. Were yeah, you, that's true. <laughs> that's true. Come no, on. it was fun. Well, I mean, I hope people get that kind of reaction when they read it because it's so ridiculous that it's kind of... That it's funny, but it's, but, you know, as we know, after a while, like reality is usually stranger than fiction and usually funnier than fiction. So I thought it'd make a great story. So, you know, that's why I did it. And, uh, that seems, people seem to be really digging it. So, um, you know, and there's also my dog in it who has a huge part in it too. Thor is in it? Like an angel to watch over me. My dog, I had a dog named Tybalt, and oh, Tybalt. he kind of oversaw Pebbles. me. I'm sorry? Was it Pebbles or Kibbles? Tib- Tybalt, T-Y-B-A-L-T, Tybalt. And he kind of oversaw me, and he was kind of the angel who watched over me the whole time, and he's a big character in the book. Um, and, uh, you know, kind of waking, waking me up before I burnt myself to death drunk with a cigarette and, you know, trying to keep me on the straight and narrow and stuff like that. We have animals, I think, that in life sometimes sort of steer us. You know, they're they're, they're more than just dogs or cats. You know, they're really, they're, there's, a, there's another being going on, and they're kind of, they're overlooking us. So I was really blessed to have him. And, um, yeah, so it was a really, like, stupid, fun, ridiculous, repentant time. <laughs> So that's why, um, you know, that's why I wrote it. The book is called Bob Goes to Jail. We're talking to Rob Sedgwick. Rob, let me ask you a question because, it, you know, obviously you, you grew up in, uh, in a family of means and all the rest of it. Does, does that in some ways, I mean, looking back on it, you wouldn't know it at the time, but looking back on it, does that in some ways put a lot of pressure on you just uh, because you're supposed to be who you're supposed to be? Does that cause some discomfort in your life just being from a family like that? I think that's a really great question, and thanks for asking that. I think that at the time I did it because I chose to be an actor, and um, not that it was any. I, my sister and brother-in-law were nothing but incredibly supportive and loving, and and took take me very took me very seriously, and did take me very seriously. And, but yeah, it's sort of a high bar gets set, and you're not meeting that, and then you're self-esteem and I don't care what you have uh it kind of plummets and so when I got offered this opportunity it sort of you know gave you something to do that was on the outskirts and kind of um you know make you feel better about yourself Mm -hmm. and it was also because you were getting away with something and you thought it was you know I was in my late 20s then so I thought it was quote cool end quote and but that's a great question. Yeah, I think that I felt I felt really. I mean, all, when you wipe away all the funny, and I I hope this is why people can identify with it because when you wipe away all the money and the funny and the whatever the hell else it says in the bio, um, I think when we all have feel really badly about ourselves, mm-hmm. that's hard. And and oh, then yeah. we and then we'll t- we'll try to take something. Instead of doing an inside job working on ourselves, 
we'll, we'll look to something else outside. And if you get an opportunity, he's like, oh, this will make me feel better about myself. And that's what I did. So, uh, which was obviously incredibly stupid. And now being older, I realize, you know, I, I have a son and I have a daughter and I have responsibilities and stuff. And it's more, but it's much, and I've been sober for a long time too, because there's a lot of drinking and drugs in the story. Um, but it's, it's an inside job. You know, you have to really work on yourself and, and, and really, you know, reflect and how can I be better and what did I do wrong here and how can I, how can I help this person? How can I be of service? Mm -hmm. What can I do better? And how can I be a better father? And obviously we're going to make mistakes all day. God knows I do. Uh, but uh, if there's a problem with my kid, I, I make sure to take responsibility for it, stuff like that. So, but that's really a that's really a great question. Thanks for asking that. I think that um, that's why it happened. You know. Yeah. Well, no, I, I don't. I, there's got to be a lot of pressure. And I'll, hey, listen, Rob, you got to hold up the family name. Don't be doing this. Don't be doing that. You, you got to compare yourself to all these very successful people who've done pretty amazing things. Not that you haven't. I mean, you've written a book that's doing very well. But, yeah, it's got to be a lot of pressure in that situation, I, I would think. I, I just, well, and, and how long how long has it been since you stopped drinking alcohol? Uh, I've been sober, I'll be 26 years in October. So you're happy with it and everything's good? Oh, my God. My, <laughs> it's, uh, yeah, I mean, I, you know, if you told me when I was drinking I was going to write a book, I was like, I, I, you're crazy. Or have kids, <laughs> or be able to do anything you know it's just i mean addiction is a real it's a i mean I, i've been in AA for so long i've seen so many deaths i've seen so many yeah and that's if you're lucky that's if you're lucky you know a lot of people end up maimed losing limbs paralyzed destroying everything killing someone jail you know i mean it's just it's awful i'm really blessed and i'm so beyond grateful uh, that I'm alive, that I can be the, I have the opportunity to be the best father I can be, the best brother I can be, um, son, you know, dog owner and friend. And it's, owner. Just, it's a real blessing. It's it a is. real blessing. It really, really is. No, Rob, I got to tell you, when I really, really appreciate that because it, particularly in this era, I don't even know you, but I'm proud of you because most people now are going through the things that you went through and, you know, whatever oh i'm a victim uh, i was i didn't do those things i was forced to do it i'm the victim here i don't you went no 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 i accept it i lived my life and i take responsibility for living my life makes you a better person rob oh thanks oh it's it, 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 i i should sure take responsibility for it nobody, nobody you do. Me do all that. <laughs> you do take responsibility <laughs> for all of it so that's a good thing i think i, I just i don't know no, I was just by coincidence that you mentioned that. I was asked, uh, there was a big wedding over the weekend and a lot of, you know, local people and national celebrity people were there and all the rest of it. And uh, I don't know if you're a hockey, uh, you follow hockey, the NHL at all, but Louie Nanny, was a, he's a legendary hockey player. <laughs> he says to me, because I stopped drinking nine, nine years ago. Good and, for you. And Louie says to me, so Tom, what is the big difference between when you used to drink and now? And I said, well, this might be a little hard for you to believe, but when I drank, I was an even bigger prick. <laughs> so, you know, <laughs> you know, is there any other way to explain it? No. Yeah. Not well, at least true. now you know when you're doing it. 
<laughs> yeah, see, there's that's you know, Rob. You're drinking. You think of that? I mean, I don't know about you, but I thought I was the most entertaining, fascinating person. Oh yeah. I have a, I have. A, there's a chapter in there when I'm when I'm with my brother-in-law in California, and you know about like cocktail started at six thirty, and you know, and when I started drinking, I was a parade, and I, and then uh, Steve Martin comes over to our table, oh, and, and I'm like, Steve, why didn't you go back to the comedy? You were so funny. Why are you doing the movies? And he oh. winces and he leaves. And my brother-in-law is nothing but loving and supportive. He didn't say anything, but it was pretty embarrassing. And I have a line. I, I would have told Jesus Christ he was doing a shitty job if he was around. <laughs> you know, I mean, it was just like, it was just really. And now I don't have to do that anymore. No, I understand that completely. It's a, real, I, I it's a real blessing. And, you know, you can, sometimes people ask me for actual guidance on it. And I can suggest you know i don't insist but like you know this is what happened to me this is where i am now maybe that would help you out you know maybe not maybe you need to do more research and i don't know about you but i also feel a hell of a lot better too. oh yeah so it's, yeah, no it's a real it's it's a relief it's yeah. a it's a real it's a it's a real blessing yeah my wife is here right on life uh rob my wife is here and she'll tell you she's a lot happier too Yes. Oh, I'm sure. Well, you're lucky she stayed with you. <laughs> oh, well, thank you, Rob. Uh, lose my he's, phone number, he's, Rob. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> you are lucky. <laughs> oh, my God. See what you did to me, Rob? Now I'm, I'm going to be apologizing all day long. Oh, I mean, it's hard. It is. It's hard to be with somebody that's, you know, drinking a lot. Oh, my God. Yeah. Jesus. Yeah. It's a real, it's a real lash. I mean, it really is a lash. And it's just. And, you know, I think I, I know that, you know, that that helped make me make so many bad decisions. And again, yes. that was me. That's not anybody else. But when you're under that lash of alcoholism and drugs, it's like you just do the stupidest stuff. I mean, it's just oh, it's just awful, you know. Well, I don't know and, what you mean, uh, Rob. What do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, true. And I'll, I'll tell you one thing. I'll tell you one thing too. When my uh, it was really kind of a beautiful thing. I um, I went to my when I went to first. I, I didn't mean this to, to devolve into an AA thing. No, but no, no. When I went to my fine. first it's meeting, fine. and uh, I, 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 I when I went to my first meeting, uh, my sister was shooting a movie in California, and I was coming out to visit her, and um, she um, uh, so I, I you know she had me picked up at the airport. I went to her trailer and. And I sat her down and I said, I went to AA and I'm, I'm, I've got six or seven days sober, whatever the time was. And she just started crying. Oh, and it yeah. was like, it was really a heavy moment. And she was the first family member who felt safe to go to, to tell her that. And uh, they were banging on her door. It was a John Travolta movie. It was a big Hollywood movie. And she was just like, you know, she started swearing at them. I'm like, <laughs> give me five minutes. Because <laughs> it was such a heavy thing. And it was really... Uh, it was really, it was really extraordinary, uh, and she was, she was, and is extraordinary. And uh, it was really, uh, you know, it was that kind of affirmation you needed, like this is the right way to go. And then we got back to where she was staying afterwards, and my brother-in-law spoke to me, and he was just like, "I'm, I'm so proud of you. Thank God cool. you did that," you know, because because everybody knew that it was just like, mm -hmm. you know, I mean, if you keep this up, it's going to be, it's not going to end well. So, uh, you know, and it, and it stuck. So, anyway. No, it is so, a good thing. Um, 
Yeah, it's a great thing. Rob, where do you think it is? Because, I, look, I've never met Kira. Uh, you're, you know, I've never met your sister. I, of course, know about her and all the rest of it. But she seems to have a very, and I mean this in a very positive way, she has a very strong edge to her as well. She seems like the kind of woman's not going to put up with a lot of crap. Oh, no. Oh, no. You don't want to <laughs> You don't want to screw around with her. And if you read the book, she has little things when she's a kid that she was, she could, she could handle her own. I mean, it's just like, you know, you don't didn't want to didn't, didn't want to engage, but she's great. You know, she puts her you know kids and family first, and um, uh, she knows what time it is, and she knows what's important, and she's um, and works really hard, and uh, doesn't take stuff for granted, and she's a terrific person. You know, she really, really is a, a wonderful person. It takes responsibility for her side of things. You know, um, and I, I don't know what kind of you know, and it's hard. We're such a celebrity-driven culture, but right. You know, if you sat down and either talk to either Kevin or Kara, you don't get that at all. You get like people who are interested in what you're doing and mm. listening, and you know, uh, helpful and positive, and very unglitzy, unromantic, not fancy stuff. You know, but the stuff that makes the world spin. So, um, and my brother is exactly. The same same way too you know and we all have our foibles but i just love the whole situation do you do you have a few more minutes andy you want to do break here or you want to break in like eight minutes uh, I, I guess it's up to him uh yeah which which would you prefer rob do you have about another eight minutes with us are you aware is that okay with you that's fine yeah it's great yeah i just want to make sure of the situation uh before by the way do you take credit for the line in bob goes to jail sedgwick uh, when you talk, you reference Robert Redford and Keith Richards. <laughs> was that your line? No, 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 no. That's my publicist. I didn't it's, come up with that at it's all. It's a that's great line, though. Take credit for it. Seriously. She's great. She's amazing. She's an old friend of mine. She's <laughs> like, she's fantastic. I love her. Okay, i got to read it to the, to the listeners. In Bob Goes to Jail, Rob Sedgwick, who had the drop-dead good looks of Robert Redford and the judgment of Keith Richards. <laughs> oh, that's there's really another one that says Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah. I can't take any credit for that. Yeah. It's a great line. I love it. Take credit for it, Rob. Yeah. What the hell? Just take mm-hmm. credit for it. It's a great okay. line. Nah, no, 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 I, I, I take credit where credit is due, but I mean, when it's, it's somebody else's, I can't. I don't know. No, I so, understand. The, the, Which is the update, Keith Richards or Lindsay Lohan? Oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do you mean the update? You lost Cause, me. Because there's one that says Lindsay Lohan, uh, the judgment of Lindsay Lohan, and then he just read one that was was Keith Richards. Keith Richards yeah. So I'm just, well, that that must be the newest one, I would assume. Yeah, probably. I yeah. don't know. I, you're, you'd have to ask Benita. I'm not sure. I let her do her job, and she's wonderful <laughs> at it. Yeah, it is a wonderful thing. So you, are you happy, Rob, that you sat down and you got this done? You, you sat down and you wrote the book. I mean, it's very, very entertaining. Um, are you happy you did it? Because, what again, Rob, I congratulate you because you're not going, oh, whining and oh, poor me, and oh, I'm the victim, and oh, everything. So you, you're taking responsibility for everything and saying, you know what, I'm a very lucky guy, and I, the life has moved on, and I'm still a very lucky guy. That's wonderful, I think. Yeah, I mean, I think that, uh, I, 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 well, I, the, 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 you know, like, artist in me if you want to be highfalutin was uh i just thought it was a great story i thought it was a great story i thought the whole thing was just uh it's 
not something that most people would experience. And there I was firsthand at making these really asinine decisions and the kind of the context and the situations that happened because of it. And, uh, I thought it'd be interesting, um, and I thought it would be a real... And, and then when I started dipping back in the past, it, it became an opportunity to unravel stuff. And stuff that I thought that, you know, again, I would take away whatever money and name and take away the big lights. It's just everyone feels lost at some point. Mm-hmm. Everyone feels helpless. Every feel, every, everyone feels like, oh my God, what what kind of a decision might, did I make? What did I do? What is life throwing at me? How am I going to deal with this? Um, this is much bigger than me. This is dealing with the, the ocean. I can't, I can't, I don't know what to do. So I thought that that could be, um, uh, and have people that you love that you disappointed and they're still sticking with yeah, you yep. and so I thought I thought a lot of it was very relatable. Um, so and, and a lot of people could identify with it. I also hope it's funny because it's so. Uh, my particular decisions were so I mean, olympi- colossally and olympianly stupid. <laughs> you know. Well, I mean, who takes a quarter ton of marijuana into their grandparents' house? I mean, come on. <laughs> well, who does that? And they get a. And I don't know if you read it, but I have a scene in the I, I've seen in it where we get the first load in, which is 250 pounds. It's in a refrigerator box, and I'm in there with uh, Jordan, uh, who's one of the protagonists. It was one of the lead guys in the book, and the driver, guy who came in from uh, Missouri with a load, and um, uh, uh, and we're going up, and the elevator st- stops. There's a woman in the elevator, and she asks, "What's the boxes for?" And I go into this whole song and dance. And, oh, these are lovely friends of mine. They're opening a store down in Tribeca, which is a, <laughs> a play, uh, area downtown. And I said it's a very fashionable store, and they're filled with these lovely shirts. And but the store got locked, so we have to store them in the apartment. And the woman's like, "Oh, isn't that lovely? How wonderful was it <laughs> the store? I'd love to come." And then I fall into this whole, like, preppy, effeminate sort of description. And I'm wondering while I'm doing it, like, where is this all coming from? We get into the apartment, and Jordan and the driver, I think his name is Jim, were t- they were so, like, amazed that I came up with that because they know the consequences of what we're dealing with. I had just done this for the first time. I just thought it was, isn't this lovely? You know? Right. <laughs> and I, I, I didn't, I had no idea. So it, it's so stupid, but it's. But I, I hope it's funny. Um, and uh, and then when you get a legal system, it just rockets you forward. You know. And then when I found out I had a contract in my head, we would do walk and talks after I busted by the Drug Enforcement Agency. And my friend Jordan was just, you know, uh, I, 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 uh, Diego, who was a Mexican cartel guy, he wants you dusted. I said, Ooh, dusted? Geez. And what? What's, what's dusted mean? He did, as in killed. I was like, great. I was, I was an idiot. Now I have to die for it. <laughs> so mm-hmm. does the book explain how you got out of that? Um, yeah, well, the book explains everything, but I okay. mean, the cast of characters you get involved with because it's, mm-hmm. it's so because you're in serious crime there, yeah, and people who get into it, and but they're funny too. I have one guy in there uh, who's who's a friend of my brother's in there, Seth Goldberg. I, I describe him. Um, whoopsie, he looked like a Puerto Rican Jesus, even though he was a Ukrainian Jew, <laughs> and sounded much like Elmer. And sounded much like Elmer Fudd via the Jersey Shore. Whoops, <laughs> that was really nice, Ralph. And uh, 
And he malapropped a lot. He would say coffee urinal instead of coffee urn. <laughs> he, would coffee say, urinal. Uh, he would say, he would describe Edith Pilaf instead of Edith Piaf. And he would say, like, I, I don't know. He was just, he was really hysterical. So you get these fascinating, and the guy, Diego, who had the contract on my head when we were in jail, he was wandering around jail like his living room because he had been in jail so many times. Right. It was like nothing to him. And of course, I was there. Like, I don't want to sit on the floor. It's disgusting. It's it's yeah. And after about ten hours in there, you're like, okay, I'll sit down on the floor. Hmm. Um, so it's uh, anyway. It's it's. I, I I hope that 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 part keeps it you know funny. And then uh, and then you get deeper as you go into the, the the past. And I I hope it's stuff that people can identify with. And so far, the response has been that you know it's not just you know a, a kind of showy drug story that, that when you really get in that past stuff so that's stuff that everybody can identify with you know where, um, not having guidance sorry where are you in the lineup with the with your brothers and sisters as far as which one are you uh, I, I, i'm the eldest you're the eldest um so there's yeah there's nika there's me nico and kira okay uh, and then i have uh, then i have three step three uh step siblings um, and my stepfather was at the helm of all this, and he was kind of—he was a pretty fascinating guy. He was—he uh, was one of the uh, pioneers of abstract expressionism in uh, in America. I mean, he was the first guy to buy up. I don't know if you're familiar with abstract expressionism, but Jackson Pollock and oh, Mark Rothko sure. and yeah. Clifford Still and Barney Newman. I mean, these are all the great paintings that are our Rembrandts and our Picassos and our, which, which major contributions to world culture. And he bought these guys up in his late twenties, which was really quite remarkable because at the time that art was considered stupid and a five-year-old can do it and you're, you're an idiot. And, and then, and, and then, but cut to 20 years after he bought blue poles, uh, which is now with the Australian government. Um, he bought it for six thousand, I think. He sold it to the Australian government, nineteen seventy four, for two point one million dollars. Mm, nice ROI. And, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and that and that painting now is worth is priceless. I mean, it's just it's it's easily it's easily half a billion dollars. Wow. And but he had but 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 he never cared about the money. He cared about the art, and he cared about the artist. And, um, but if you read the book, he was very, he was very, he was a brilliant man, but he was also with that brilliance, he was tremendously abusive and, um, it was really hard living with him. And also because it, it reads fancy, but it's like my mom and dad, when they were, they got, they got separated in 69 and which was really tough. And we didn't have actually a lot of money then. We didn't have any money then. Uh, I mean, we were, we were fine, but it was nothing impressive. And then when my mom met uh, my stepfather, he was loaded. And it, you're just, you're catapulted into this other life. And it looked good on the outside, but on the inside, it was really pretty bad. Um, you know, if you're a kid and get, getting yelled at and told you're an idiot and, you know, made to feel badly. I mean, I got a kid. It's very easy to abuse a kid and or do the wrong thing. And, you know, it was not, it was not fun. It was mm. not fun. I don't blame him for, I mean, I made those decisions, but, you know, uh, guidance for children. So it's the most important thing and being a role model and telling them you love them and being, and for, to be safe, you know, and he wasn't safe. He, 
You know, Rob, talking to you, I've been the, I've been sitting here thinking of all the things that I did wrong when we lived in New York and I was drinking. <laughs> Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Running through all of it in my head. No, you know what? It's part of part of growing up. It's part of just getting through life and all the rest of it. But very quickly, I know you got to go here. And I really, if you if you got a book tour, you got to come in person do the show. I'd love to sit down and talk to you. Uh, in the studio. Oh, that's so nice. Well, it's lovely talking to you guys, really. Thank you so much. It's really uh, best questions I've had so far, i got to say. Well, it's very kind Great. of you. Thank you, sir. Well, yes, please come back. I'd love to talk to you again soon, Rob. Thank you. Okay, thank you guys so much. I had a wonderful time. I, I'd, love to, I'd love to come back. Okay, take care. Please take care. Thank you. You too. Bye. Okay, bye. Rob Sedgwick, ladies and gentlemen, the book is called Bob Goes to Jail. We'll take a break. Be right back in a couple of minutes. Tom here for Shift Real Estate. Last year, about this time when we were making plans for Key West, I met the folks from Shift Real Estate. And when I heard the Shift story, it made sense to me. It made sense to my kids, and it makes sense to pretty much everybody that's heard about them. Shift Real Estate saves home sellers thousands of dollars on real estate fees. How do they do it? Shift lists for a flat fee of $5,000. You work with a full-time salaried agent. They take professional photos and videos of your home. List it on the MLS and market your home online, all for a $5,000 flat fee. Call Shift Real Estate and tell them about your home. Tell them that you heard me talking about it, and they will tell you how you can save $10,000 or more when you list with Shift. It's the common sense way to sell your home. Visit Shift2Sell.com. That's Shift, the number two, Sell.com. Because life is expensive enough. And we are back with Stretch's picks. You know, Tom, uh, there's a lot of analysis that goes into these picks. Yeah. And uh, I highly recommend betting, of course. I always recommend betting. Yeah, absolutely. So who's winning this thing? The kitties, the pack, the bears, or the purple? None of the above. Those are all the teams in the division. I know that. Well, who's your pick? I'm going with Sabre Plumbing, Heating, and Air Conditioning. What? It's not a football team. I know, but it's a hell of an HVAC company. They do the most thorough system tune-up in the industry. Sabre is one of the largest Bryant dealers in the state, which means you save. Yep, I'm going with Sabre, Sabre and Bryant, doing whatever it takes to keep you comfortable. It's also the smartest time to call and schedule your furnace tune-up with Sabre. Get the most thorough tune-up in the industry from the people who keep my home comfortable. Oh, uh, one more thing, Tom. What's that? Visit SabreHeating.com. Tom here for Continuum Weight and Well-Being. Continuum is here, it's new, and they're doing it differently. There are no meal replacements or foods you're required to purchase. There are no pills or surgeries. They specialize in customizing meal plans for you using all whole, nutritious foods. They don't just focus on weight loss. They are upfront with their pricing. And most importantly, Continuum is designed for long-term success. Schedule a free consultation and find out more today. Go to their website, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com, or call or text them at 952 952- 491-6527. That's Continuum, C-O-N-T-I-N-U-U-M, ContinuumWeightWellbeing.com. I've learned so much from them, and I know you will too. Continuum Weight and Wellbeing, life beyond weight loss mode. Talking about drinking Have you interviewed Derek people? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, once back once. in the day. Yeah, okay. she, she doesn't do a lot of interviews, but uh, 
Kevin Bacon was a great guy. I was going to ask if part of his sentence was he had to watch his sister's new sitcom. <laughs> what is it? I don't oh, even know. It was about not it. good. It was. Uh, what it was. It? What was it called? It was a mom that moved out to L.A. after her kids. Um, um, what was it called? Or what's it called? And she ends up having an affair or a thing with her neighbor with the guy. Yeah, her new Kira. Kira. Yeah, Kira. The new uh, shows like Ask Your Mom or something like that. Uh, would it be Call Your Mother? Call Your Mother, yes. Oh, yes. Yeah. Call Your Mother, and it yeah. sucked. It's, it was canceled yeah. mid-season. Oh, what's it canceled? Oh, oh mid-season. So I'll never so find out what happened. We'll never find out what happened after We'll never the... find out if she called her mother. <laughs> no, they, it, she was the mom, so. Oh. We'll never find and she followed her kids out to L.A. because her. her youngest wasn't calling her back. So oh, yeah. she went out there for a day and hasn't left yet. And apparently will never leave. Right, no, she's stuck, nope, now she's stuck there forever. The, the band's name is Casey Flo from oh, Kansas, City. The Casey Kansas City. Oh, anybody Casey wants Flo. to hire yeah. a we band, to, uh, I mean, seriously. Yeah, we had a they were awesome. wedding this weekend, and they had a band. And it's like the whole thing was like a big mashup. Like they go from one song right into the next, mm-hmm. and the woman's voice was so good, and they sounded like cool. the band sounded, you know, they weren't trying to like put their own like jazzy spin on yeah. songs like a lot of wedding bands do. That's true. And we danced a lot. My Sorry. voice yeah. today. I know. My feet still hurt. I got weird pains in my knees. <laughs> I think it was like my my neck was really sore for two days. Yeah. Not used to around. yeah, not used to dancing for hours anymore. Yeah. How many times did you yeah. dance on Friday night? I was going to say, were you also <laughs> dancing he, he for hours? To, he, he, went went to the, the he went to the ceremony, though. No, I'm got talking him to about the, ceremony. the KQ boat trip. Oh, Friday oh, night. Friday. Yeah. No, I was... Uh, did you dance? Well, you were I know was you didn't dance. You stood next to me the entire night. No, I didn't. So. No, there were times that you were off on your own. And then people would tell me, like, well, where is he? <laughs> Walk around. Then, I'd go, then I'd go find you and get Follow the throngs of adoring he fans. Right. He, he, met, he met a kid. Of screaming women. He met a kid that told him that, uh, that his light, that he was really depressed, and the morning show is what kept him alive. Yes. Yeah, that was really cool. saved his life. That was really cool. He's he that was very sweet. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. Okay. He's 17, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, he was actually hanging around waiting for Tom to get there. He was, so he showed, he, he was the sweetest kid in the world. Really nice. Four people started crying. Oh, my gosh. It's kind of interesting. Very emotional. Rather interesting. And the, my favorite thing of the night, you, that's where I, when you didn't know where I was, because I ran into Rashawn. <laughs> didn't and, know where I was. <laughs> I ran into Rashawn and William, so I went up to talk to them for a while. Rashawn and William are good friends of mine. Mm-hmm. So I said, Rashawn, would you do me a favor and come with me for a second? He goes, yeah, absolutely. So I take him over to Shelly, and I said, Shelly, I need your help. And she goes, yeah, what do you need help with? I said, I found this black guy oh. in the boat. Get rid of him. <laughs> God, and she got really nervous because he's got the long yep, bread. Oh, the bread. Yeah. You know? yeah. I loved it. I absolutely, she was like, uh, eat. <laughs> Good for you. Making white people feel uncomfortable at racism is so much fun. <laughs> It is. It really is. Because they get really wound up. (laughs) No, but you got a little bit, too. I got some on my arm, too. Yeah, Yeah, the the whiskey. Guy put a glass of whiskey on a speaker on the second floor, and then, of course, Tipped mm. the speaker over and it came right down on us, mostly on those three. I yeah, got a little oh, no. but I, I was like underneath, so I looked at them. I got hit, but I looked at them and they didn't like freak out. So it's like, okay, there's nobody to go up there and throw off the boat because right. it was all well, that, very calm. That group, you don't want that group going up after to throw you off the boat. Right? Believe no, me. that would not have been good. So, and of course, William kept whispering in my ear that these horribly racist things. <laughs> oh my would you stop doing that? Cut it out. William. I gotta ask you guys, I gotta ask 
you a question. I don't know about this. United Healthcare just acquired Preferred One. Wow. Did you know that? Oh, great. No, I did not know Hopefully. that. So I have Preferred One. So they're just going to so be called they monopolies. They've again. never paid for huh? one thing in my <laughs> life. For real. <laughs> so now I'm guessing they'll pay for even less mm-hmm. and raise their premiums. Yep. <laughs> they're going to make you pay <laughs> more. extra. That premium, honest to God. Because you, the, all three of you were on that, right? Mm-hmm. No. Or you're not. You were. I'm not. You were. Now. You're not, you're not anymore? No. Oh. We have I thought you were on. Oh, you're okay, on. You're separate. On. Put fat tires. Well, get the best thing about done. this plan, and the reason that you got it for us, is because it's good for pregnancy and birth and that kind of thing. They're covering, like, all of that. Indeed. That's just the only thing they cover. So you got not it because Alex been... was pregnant, and there was, like, you know. There you, you have a birth. there you go. No, it's just a situation where we're basically like regular people. The premium already it's Catherine and, and you and Melissa then. That's who's on it? Uh I guess so, yeah. Because I'm not on it anymore, obviously. Oh. No. All right, you're on the, Medicare. The premium's oh, wow. already two grand a month, so I don't know how much oh, more spend you could use. Oh yeah, I have a whole office that I insure. Never mind. Come on, yeah, get that dial in out and start playing. <laughs> so, what if I get a call going? Hey, you remember when you used to be on preferred one? You're not anymore. Uh, get, not anymore. Get out. Well, but I'm not. I'm on. I'm on that Medicare stuff, which. That Medicare uh, stuff. Well, the reason I say that Medicare stuff is <laughs> shooting up some Medicare stuff. When I got on, I'm on. When I got on Medicare, I thought, well, this is gonna be kind of nice. It's gonna go from a thousand bucks a month down to about a buck and a half. That'll be great. It's not the way they do it. They base it on income, so mine's more than preferred one. Which is I'm sorry. Do you know how dumb it is that you can't opt out as long as you're working? I know. I mean, why dumb. would they? Why would they cover somebody who's working who can pay a smaller premium? Yeah in the public sector than giving him something he doesn't want or need for right. more money. Right. Uh, it just doesn't make any sense that the but government won't let you opt out while you're working. Because when know. you're working, they will they punish you by charging you higher premiums. They do, yeah. unless, unless you can get it through work, which is uh, then you get that with a lesser pool. So there's a percentage of people who get it. Well, that, he's an independent option. contractor, I know, so he's screwed. That he yeah. falls in that yeah. hole. So why can't he just, as a yeah. human being, opt out? Because they want to try to make sure everybody's insured. That's the idea. He's there's working. still a lot of people uninsured that, you know. I know, but so. then you wouldn't opt out. Yeah. <laughs> right? Okay. we got about three minutes here, so I've got to ask this question because it kind sure. of ties in with this in a way. Um, did you know... That one out of eight people in America is on food stamps? Is it one out of eight? One out of eight. 42 million people are on food stamps. That's probably in this country. one out of eight. God, yeah. that's high. I believe that. That's a little high, don't you think? That yeah, doesn't surprise me on that. Jesus. So, so, 42 yeah. million people are on food stamps. Yeah. Why? Because there's 10 million jobs open. What the yeah. hell? Go get a job. And also, Let's go. I've, I've heard it's like super easy to get. It is. Like, yeah. There's like they give they have like the cards or whatever where like kids in school will have like two hundred dollars on their little card just going buy snacks and stuff. Yeah, it's very good for you. Good for those kids. Two hundred dollars of snacks. Those kids are getting fed and you know (laughs) they're getting some good things. Well, no, the ones who deserve it. I got a problem with the ones who deserve it. There are definitely people that take advantage of Well, sure, absolutely. But that's everything. You can't find anything people don't take advantage of. Just trying to figure out how to regulate in a way that you can't just regulate for just every possible person that takes advantage of it. Yeah. It's like I had a friend once that her parents gave her 
a lot of money. We were mm-hmm. in college, and her parents gave her a lot of money. And she had like this whole Facebook album devoted to going out to very fancy restaurants and eating very fancy foods. But she was on food stamps mm-hmm. because yeah. her income, she didn't earn much. This is actually right after college. She didn't earn much. And so she was on food stamps. Although even though her parents were multi millionaires, yeah. Yeah. they yeah they don't even uh, they try don't. to so people like her. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, <laughs> like me and my friends. Then, then you start getting into regulating your parents and their age, and yeah. there's just so many different parts yeah. to it. Yeah. That, that so it's like they just have well, to go by their income, and it, that's all you can do. It was also interesting, wasn't she working for AmeriCorps? Teach for America. Teach for America, and they said that. Getting on food stamps was like, or whatever they call it now. They don't call it food stamps. Was it? Yes, EBT stamps. Oh yeah, EBT. Was actually basically part of the compensation because it was a government program. Of course. Mm -hmm. So we're going to pay you crap money, but you take advantage of all the things that you can get from the government. Right. Right. (laughs) So we won't pay you, but the taxpayers will. Yeah. But (laughs) the job, if it's a government job, the taxpayers are paying her anyway. Yeah. It's not I like know, but yeah. generally people that work for the government make better money than but most people. Those so. shifts take place in like disability and health insurance. I mean, those shifts. Uh, well, that's a different yeah. thing than working and having a lot of money and still getting all that stuff. It just didn't make any sense. Once again, opt out. I couldn't out. do that. I literally could not do that. <laughs> I know. If I had enough money, I would, I would never be able take to it. food. I couldn't do it. No. Nope. Nope. My mother taught me better. Matter of fact, we were only on food stamps for about two months when I was a kid. And my mother went, we're not doing this. I'm not doing this. Anymore. Well, there used to be a stigma attached to it. And now yeah, that is not. It used to be like like obnoxiously obvious in the past. Yeah, where like it was coupons. like coupons. Yeah. Right. And yeah, now it's like essentially just like a debit just card. Just a card, yeah. Right. Yeah, just a card like any other card. Yeah. 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 No question about that. We'll talk to you tomorrow with the family. Yeah.